0: Uh, welcome to the Paper Dungeon Talk Show Wednesday night between the rows. Hey. But it is Wednesday, right? Um, couple of quick announcements. Um, maybe just one. Uh, our merch store is up and running. Um, we've got currently a sweatshirt. We'll be adding shirts uh, throughout the weeks. Um, we've got stickers. We've got hats. We have got a beanie. Um, if you're getting stickers, yep, we have masks. Stickers. Uh. Uh, we have a discount code um, for the shipping price on stickers, so make sure to use that. It's on the website. I believe the code is stickers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. All caps. Just put it in uh, if you're getting some. Um, I'm I'm ready to get started, so let's get right into it. I think, oh, oh, yeah, I think, sorry, we were too busy jamming. Um, <laughs> uh, so, oh, introductions. Um, our current host for tonight is our good friend, Kenny, and some more than friend, Kenny. Ooh.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yes, mine. I can see you're oh. a close friend, Kenny. Well, thank you. Uh, some of us lovers. This escalated a little quickly, but, uh, you know, I think I'm for it. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're both all in on this, Kenny. Um, yeah, uh, Kenny will be our host for tonight. Uh, we are glad to have him. Uh, he has been a huge help, uh, just doing all sorts of things. Uh, he makes dice. Check him out. I do make dice. Yes. Um, cool guy.
2: Kenny, where can they
0: find you? Yeah, that's oh, a good question. Oh,
1: you can find me uh, Etsy, Dice of the Winds, and Instagram, Dice of the Winds. Spaces are under course, underscores, underscores, Undercores. Under And And, uh, my core is under.
0: And that is wind with a D, not win.
1: No, it is yes, winds. Winds. W i n d s.
0: Excellent. Um, Yeah. uh, So you wanna you wanna start us off with some questions? Yeah, definitely. We can head right in.
1: So I will start off. uh, We did get a couple questions, both from Eve on Instagram. Oh hey, Hey. shout out to Eve. Shout out to Eve and. Uh, the first one that they asked was what was the dream that grant and jared had that sawyer could not see
0: oh geez um well let me tell you totally had this planned um uh, specifically um jared was in the midst of having a dream regarding um his goddess uh well patron because he was a warlock um, regarding fate and what was to come. But um, since it wasn't visited, I didn't even tell Jared about it. So um, you, Jared had some slim guesses as to what was going on that I did not warn you about, because I thought it would be better if he was just as upset as everyone else. Um, oh, geez. And Grant, if I remember correctly, Grant was just dreaming of Jared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't anything crazy. There was a large looming monster in the background. um, Specifically from uh, your little uh, secret. Yeah, the beginning. Um, Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, So one of them would have given a little bit of insight into uh, the future in the form of, like, what was going to happen to Jared or what they were going to end up fighting. Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Nice. The second question
1: that they asked was if Bailey were able to take Bev on a date, what would their first date be?
0: Gonna... Oh, no, get...
3: okay. Alright now.
0: <laughs>
3: my name my name is Grant I'm Bailey here on the Paper Dungeon. Oh. <laughs> Played. Played
4: Played Played Played, Played. The, the the
3: the the once the once with us Bailey. Um, <laughs> Shoot, if, if Bailey... Well, here's the thing. You know, Bailey's a simple man. Um, he enjoys the simple life. He enjoys, he enjoys things that are offered to him that, uh, that are, are wholesome and magical, I guess you could say. Things like rain, like a storm, and, and you know, Bev ba- 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 also, also enjoys storms. And so it's only natural that you know the porch swing with the breeze and the cool the like the round and, and earthy scent of the rain you know maybe a little hand holding i think that's what he had in mind oh, you're going to so now <laughs>
1: so, so you mean to tell me that there's no dinner involved
3: um now i believe in session I said, maybe I can have Meemaw whip up something nice, like some maybe some rolls with, with butter and honey. Mm. So I think it would probably be something like, you know, something light, um, something very, very, like a pastry almost. And then just sharing sharing an evening on the porch watching a storm. Um, hoping that lightning doesn't strike Bev or something weird like that, because she does That'd lightning things. So. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, probably. but honestly, I, I honestly just think, all jokes aside, Bailey would probably literally just want to sit with Bev and probably like talk and just spend time with her, because he's a big softy.
1: Well, that sounds uh, lovely. No.
3: Indeed. I, if I may, though, so, so
5: Grant, you're you're telling me that. Your first date would be watching a storm, the thing that you were doing moments before you were killed.
3: <clears throat> so, what you're saying is, we already had our first date and our date was my death?
4: Jesus.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, All right, no. we can move on. We can move on. Uh, well, I, uh, yeah. I guess you could How say How long have in you been holding case, on to that? Love does hurt. Or did you just call Love up does with that?
5: hurt. Love does hurt. I've been holding on to that for about 30 seconds.
3: All right, nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Wow.
1: Uh, there was a second part to that question. What oh. was Grant's and Jared's first date? Oh, oh,
0: oh. um, who wants,
4: wants to cover this? Well, Jared was the one that planned it, so I'll I'll let him talk about it. Jared being the softy
2: that he is He's and true, Grant not really being the type to plan things out. No. <laughs> um I think I think it would likely be kind of like a A not quite twilight, but, you know, the sun's setting, right? Mm -hmm. Jared has laid out a uh, picnic blanket out behind the Johnson State. Um, Oh, he wrote many poems.
4: (laughs) I wrote wrote some poetry too. I sucked at it, but I wrote some poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Jared prepared, you know, a little bit of food the best that he could. He's not much of a cook, but, you know, he did his best. (laughs) Um... You know he set up candles like around on like little little sections of the forest, um just set the mood, you know, and they they probably spent the time just um eating, laughing in each other's arms, Jared reading uh, subpar poetry and <laughs> grant reading reading out terrible po just absolutely the worst um but Jared loving it no less uh and yeah. I think just something simple like that, you know. Um they Maybe a little kiss, I think kiss you
4: in there. Just yeah. just a little oh, kiss, kiss. Well, you know. I'm um I <laughs> I think
2: yeah, I think that Jared and Grant are just like, you know. They 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 like quality time. So Yeah.
1: It, it yeah. seems that this cast, especially in this campaign, really enjoyed the simple things. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, when you're no, in the nothing mid- extravagant. When you're
2: in the Midwest, man, there's not a lot to yeah, do, you, bro. That's <laughs> what
4: we so, have. So, Got it. So,
2: so, Second date stargazing. You're out of ideas. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly.
1: Well, to build off the poetry, uh, there is a question. The poem that Devin read. Oh, was that plagiarized?
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, Devin did not know it was, uh, Devin legitimately did get sent a vision. Um, he was not wrong. It was a, one of those very, that Greek sent a poem from heaven. He just didn't know that it had already been written. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know who sent it. It could have been the god of plagiarism. <laughs> so, for all those high school students out there who are like, I got away with it and I don't know how, Devin, too. Devin's right there with you. Um, yeah, definitely plagiarized. Excellent poetry. Uh, it was only uh, the person who wrote it for the life of me, I can't remember her name. Uh, she only wrote one, and it was for um, her friend whose mother died, and she couldn't go to her um, funeral. Um, so she only wrote one. It was really good. If you look up uh, poems about death, I think it's the first one. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Kind of nailed it on the head, head of the first try. So. First try? Nice.
1: Uh, this one is really for everybody DM characters. Um, what character-building freedoms uh, were given to the cast members that – Uh, or because of the fact that this was such a uniquely styled homebrew campaign?
0: Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I, I really wanted, uh, them to go, wow. I knew that when I was telling them all about it, I knew that since it was based in 2008 Midwest Nebraska, uh, it wasn't like I could just have a lizard person running around, uh, making shields out of people's bones. Uh, but I also didn't want to limit them to being, okay, so we have human or nothing. Uh, so I, I kind of just told them, hey, whatever race you pick, um, we will skin it to look however you would so desire as long as it is vaguely human. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the closest thing we got to being like super far away from human was probably Bev. Yeah. Uh, everyone else looked pretty standard, um, but Bev had the, uh, what was it, Tibetan? The, yeah the Tibetan birthmark uh to signify she was a, a blue dragonborn um but other than that I mean was there any other crazy yeah it's not so much a restriction
4: or anything like that but I did really enjoy the idea of having the two questions oh, yeah. at the beginning the um oh what were they uh, one connection that you had to another cast member and then um and then uh something that had happened yeah yeah, yeah something that had happened so I thought that was really really cool and I enjoyed that aspect
3: I have a similar thing. I guess we might go down the line or something. I, I have a similar thing. Um, I enjoyed the aspect that was very unique that um, the things that we said, especially in character development, either about other players or about, about the environment around your character. You could, like we could in character development, de- developing our character, also influence in small ways the development of other characters and the world around us. And when we were in-game and we'd made certain decisions or said certain things, that could also bring things that are canon that weren't previously thought of. So I really enjoyed that aspect of just being able to influence other characters and mm-hmm. um, their, their stories. Do you have anything? No, not really.
0: Um,
6: one thing I really enjoyed with Sawyer that Aaron did with me was... I wanted sawyer to just be like crazy obsessed with all these things and so what aaron did was he gave me a list of just crazy lore things that sawyer would believe some of them were true some of them were not and i did not get to know which ones were true and which ones were not
0: i think you still don't know
6: i still have no idea <laughs>
0: no true.
6: hey so, yeah. do you guys summon demons in your basement
2: my, my family yeah. I cannot confirm nor deny. Well, uh, this is the
3: time to spill the tea, right? Okay.
2: Well, while Jared was alive, no, no, we didn't, we didn't. Yeah, we did not.
3: He was never alive. Yeah, I was never alive. <laughs> That's very <fair>. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pretty accurate.
2: Well, while Jared exist in the different timeline where Jared existed, no, no, the current timeline that you guys are in, maybe. Good one. Hard yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? Oof. Hard to read. I mean,
4: to be fair, <laughs> Ryan isn't is it, here is still. Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
2: Correct. I'm a figment of all of your guys' imaginations. How's it going? You got anything? Um. What? what th- anything else? What? 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 What else do you remember? Because so I'm many. curious now. So many, <laughs> oh, about the, so about but the like, lore there's, that There's she so went. many.
5: There's just so many. Okay. That we can't, okay.
3: Okay. We
7: well, I really liked the the items that we all got, too. I Absolutely. thought they were very personal yeah, yeah, to our yeah, yeah. characters and very well thought out, and I really enjoyed that. But I also really just enjoyed the, the part that Aaron mentioned about how we were all, like, different races. We just looked human, and I really enjoyed, like, subtly hinting that Bev was a blue dragonborn and yet when it got to the point where it was revealed, I had people that were still like what? So it was really cool because I thought like oh, blue hair streaks, a blue birthmark I thought that that might be like you know Lighting.
2: the thing the thing that did it for me was because you're the ho- you're of the house of lightning mm-hmm. he said that like once or twice yeah. and i'm like oh okay
0: to, to the thunder yeah. Or something.
7: yeah yeah so um i really enjoyed that part and i enjoyed knowing that i wasn't too obvious about that <laughs> about the
0: about the questions i'm i'm not gonna lie when i was explaining uh the whole questions thing i actually got it from i have an rpg called the yellow king rpg it's right there um and they that's where i got that idea from uh the some of the examples i gave them were like you could totally say hey um bev and crowbar robbed a bank when they were 11 and no one has ever found out about it and crowbar who did not know that he robbed a bank now robbed a bank and there's nothing that he could do about it yeah. um so like i'm not going to lie i was i was really glad that no one did <laughs> but, <laughs> But I was expecting something like, I've committed murder five times, and the only one who knows it is Sawyer. (laughs) So, regarding those questions and stuff,
2: one of the interesting things, since, I mean, this campaign will never be touched ever again, and Jared's gone. Um, He he was never there to begin with. He was never there to begin with. Jared does is.
4: Who's Jared? Yeah, yeah, what's a Jared? Yeah, who, what's Jared who's the love of my life. Don't forget him. <laughs> <laughs> just, no,
2: um One of the uh more interesting things as while I was making Jared. Um I was talking to Aaron and we were talking about like, you know, who is Jared, you know, what kind of aspects he um he would have. And I'm just like what I, I was like, I want him to have something romantic with one of the player characters. But I'm like, I, I know everyone's gonna like immediately like hop on like, you know, either like Lydia's character, or Hannah's character. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's boring. No offense to you two. I love you both dearly. Oh, That's boring. Besides, um, already got a so, at first, him. if I'm going to be yeah. entirely honest, you're going to want to step away from me for this. Oh. Um, at first, <laughs> um, oh, at first, if I'm going to be entirely honest, I actually wasn't thinking Grant. Um, I was going to say, yeah, Jared was going to be in love with Bailey. Yeah, dude. Um
3: Fireboy <laughs> charm.
2: Um, but, the thing, and but that didn't really like work out in my head. You know, I didn't really want it to be like a distanced thing. Um, and initially it was going to be like, initially it was going to be Jared. Like that was going to be one of the statements I was going to say, right. That was going to be my statement of like Jared and so, and so have had a relationship or romantically involved. Um, but then Aaron kind of convinced me like to go away from that. Cause he's like, you know, you could use that for so much more um if you want to be yeah if you want to be involved with someone like romantically i mean you could just talk to them about that and see if that's something that their character would be cool with and then i talked to dj and he was like dude yeah (laughs) and i was like sweet (laughs) so that that's how that came to be i just yeah i i found it interesting that's like what everyone kind of decided to use their their one Mm -hmm. statement for um I don't know, a part of me is kind of glad that I went against that, yeah. you know, and didn't, no offense, burn it on um, a romantic relationship with my yeah. IRL lover.
1: Relationship.
4: <laughs> 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 they do live together. My love.
6: Okay, so I already gave this to Kenny, but since we were on the topic of it for a brief second, um, I still don't know what everybody's – Mm-hmm. races were
1: yep that was actually oh, going yeah. to be the next one
0: well, yeah, so um
6: well i was a wood oh. elf oh i was a wood elf oh. that makes
2: sense. jared was jared was a drow, he, was a drow. Yes. he has the white streak yeah. the darker yeah. complexion yeah. he had he has a lot sharper features and mm-hmm. stuff yeah, yeah.
7: Uh, this may come as a surprise to everyone. <laughs> um, Bev was a blue dragonborn. I Whoa. What? What? Oh, I know, God. I know everyone. I know. I thought you we're You're
1: breaking the rules over here.
3: That's
4: <laughs> <I> right. <tried>. Um, <laughs> uh, Grant was a Goliath, so he'd be good at football.
3: Dude, I can't remember. Bailey, <laughs> Bailey was, <laughs> was well, just I, a I think I'm just a human, though. I Bailey think. Was
0: the only normal I, dude. <laughs> but
3: I couldn't remember. I I think it's. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's just are, are a human. Are you sure it
1: wasn't Butterdog? Uh.
3: <laughs> crowbar
5: was also just a human. <laughs> oh, okay, so we were humans. Okay. That's canon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: canon. There you go. <laughs> um. Yeah. The NPCs were there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good.
1: All right, um, Aaron, this one is for you. Did you know ahead of time who you were going to kill off in this campaign? Whoa.
0: Okay, so whoever handed me this is a, is semi-loaded. Um, yes and no, at varying points in time. So when I was when I I hang out with Grant a lot, probably too much. <laughs> hey, Grant, not that. No songs on stream. Um, <laughs> uh, But I, I hang out with Grant a lot So we talked This was Grant and I, uh, I uh, Chaos love child um, And so I knew a lot about More about his character than a lot of them uh, And while I was going through I was like okay he's a paladin um, I kind of want to hide something in his cornfield Because that's cool And I stumbled across because he's a Patterson Which is inherently Irish um, The Dullahan uh, which is the the like Emissary of Death and the thing is I was reading through the lore uh, which is super interesting uh, Celtic lore is, is really cool um, but the way that the Dulahan works is uh, they ride and then they only stop once on their ride when they do they call out a name and whoever that is is like dies just immediately I was like oh that's a super cool piece of lore that will never come into play but it, it's cool to know and then <laughs> the first thing the first thing that grant says he's like okay this is my cool secret is i was in a cornfield and as i was running away i heard my name on the wind and i'm like okay well he's gonna die (laughs) so i knew that somehow i was killing bailey um and then uh i i kind of figured that someone else was gonna die i didn't know who um up until uh oh geez what episode was it where everyone was like, Well, I guess we're just gonna die. Everyone's gonna know. I think it was episode four, right? It was yeah, fight four. Yeah, four. three or four, it was four. It was three when four, because yeah. in between the recordings, uh, Ryan talked to me, who's like, Hey, Aaron, I know that there's no ability that I can have that would allow me to do this, so immediately I was interested. <laughs> um, is I there any way, be... huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, is there any way that I can, I can like ask my patron to do something i was like depends on what you're willing to give and then he was like i'll I'll give everything and i'm like oh that was a mistake friend you've made a you've made a terrible choice but the best one and so at from then on i was like what can i do to him that's worse than death and so that's and now we're here well some of us are here (laughs) Uh, that's hitting a little hard. It's okay, that man. look. I'm doing great. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> crowbar, crowbar. made it I'm through, I'm unscathed. I'm <laughs> not a not a blow dealt. <laughs> mind, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Building tanks. He's living the dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so,
1: well, kinda. So then, my uh my question is. Bailey sacrificed. Their everything to protect somebody, anybody, mm-hmm. then why was it that two people were saved, both Bev and Sawyer, instead of <sighs> the
0: one? Well, let me tell you. So,
4: hey, when yeah, you
0: so, well, so the, l- let me tell you. partially because of plot um partially because i had already knocked out lydia once like first episode pretty much second second episode i think and she was she was traumatized enough and plus i i love making lydia live through the pain of watching her friends die um but uh the other reason for that is um when uh bailey's uh, grandfather sacrificed himself to bring bailey back um, he was still in the material plane. So it was kind of a one-for-one one transfer. Honestly, all of you could have been dead. Oh. Um, but because they were in the Dulehan's realm, um, the control over life and death that uh, he had in that state, where he kind of just assumed the role of um, the one who leads souls to and from uh, life, uh, was a lot stronger in the graveyard, uh, a.k.a. the field the field of souls. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why he got a, he got a two for one and his grandpa only got one.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so prior to the campaign initially starting, how many of the NPCs, uh, the monsters or character outcomes did you already have planned out?
0: Uh, um, well, I'm talking with these guys. I got to come up with, uh, I went with each of, each of them individually. Found out what family they had, because I knew that in the Midwest, family is a very important thing. We're the heartland. Um, So I had those. um, Let me tell you, Devin, (laughs) he was not planned. (laughs) Devin was not at all. I was like, crap, someone needs to run this place. Uh, Really excited teenage guy. And, of course, me and my excellence made the best character. (laughs) Um, in terms of like monsters to fight, I didn't know the final boss until uh DJ in his in his mysterious happening, uh afterwards he was like, Hey Aaron, hey Aaron, you know what that was? And I was like, What was it, DJ? He was like, It was a Nightwalker.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh I don't I don't know if you were serious I was serious or if you actually intended me to use it or not. I have
4: no clue if you're gonna use it
0: but I don't know how many times I've played with DJ for a long time and he still hasn't figured out that all a player has to do is ask me to do something and I'll do it. (laughs) Hence the, just stab me, stab me, do it. I dare you. I'm already down. Stab (laughs) me again. And so I did. So I stabbed him mentally, emotionally, (laughs) physically. So yeah, that's, uh, and then the rest of them, um, I knew the first boss, And I came up with the second boss after the first boss, Um, because I was like, I don't know, I can't do eyes, so I guess I'll just do
1: tongues. (laughs) That seems to be a character favorite.
0: A perfect jump. So Aaron,
4: I have a question for you. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but um, from one DM to another, what is your process of going through and creating these body horror monsters, and like, what do you do for that
0: to create those monsters? Ah, one of my favorite conversations. Well, I think I I uh, I think I covered this a little bit during the Monday question asked, but I will gladly answer it again. If you want to inspire horror, uh, specifically body horror, the fundamentals of it are uh, too many, in the wrong place, and in the wrong direction. Uh, any of those things or all of them at the same time will immediately make your players give faces of disgust for the next two hours. Whether it's too many tongues, elbows that go ways that they should not go, or just kind of all of them at the same time. There's a whole bunch of elbows in the wrong direction. (laughs) Hands instead of eyes, uh, tongues instead of skin. You can really do anything you want. Now, when it comes to making the stat blocks, I normally just, I find a stat block that kind of already fits the image in my brain, and then I might uh, take a little bit away, add a little bit, always add on like 100 health to every monster. Give them second health bar. Big fan of that. If you can fit two body horror monsters in one body horror monster, what? Think, it's a bargain.
2: If I'm going to be it's honest, part, I think the second health bar is the thing that scared whoa. me the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't the body horror that I can deal with. You know, the fact everyone was dying. I was mildly stressed. When we killed it, and then it just kept walking <laughs> yeah. that that is what did it for me <laughs> yeah i heard the music change so i've got a thing um actually really quickly for 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 just you know research purposes um instead of in place of too many does too much like like apply like instead of like too many arms there's what about too much arms you know like there's just like their arms and there's just, just a lot of arms too too beefy the, the arm just oh, yeah. keeps going
4: Yes, well, you know. Yes, absolutely. I'll just ask you guys then. When so this is a going back to the other campaign. Uh, the fay that you guys fought, her hands were basically as big as her body. Did that freak you guys out? I, I'm gonna be entirely.
6: It made me giggle. Fair.
2: Now, I I think I think the reason that wasn't as impactful is because we didn't like I I think like when when uh, Tarak got picked up by her, you should have like described it more of her like spindly fingers, like just like See, but you know, feels,
5: like too little
2: no what if what if you do like what if you do what if you do like <laughs> a bunch the, of fingers we're, what, if, we're completely yeah. off what if what if you do like a lot of finger but like multiple joints you know like oh, more please. more jo- oh, too many joints that's, yeah. That's too yeah, many. Yeah, yeah too that's many joints that's there's
4: that's too many like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. so there's a theme that aaron pulled off throughout this whole campaign where it's like ha 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 oh no Whew. oh no that's like it's that progression That always happens. And so, like, and and that happened emotionally, and that also happened, like, in combat. So, like, I remember the first time the second health bar came up, and it was Grant and Bailey, I think, both. uh, It was crazy. It was Smite Night. We both Divine Smited. It was a reaction attack. We both hit it and we just blew blew all the tongues off of it if i remember and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
4: we literally like put all of our energy and like the last big hits that we had into killing this thing. It was like
3: and damage or m- most people were down, we did a crazy amount of damage and it felt so victorious. We were like we did it. We beat the thing. And then Aaron was like he did like didn't end combat and then like more stuff happened. And the the and he's like and then Ryan's like haha the second bar comes up and And it's just when those things happened in the session um like it just felt so defeating as a cast it was it was so tough guys
5: especially
4: because we're like looking at our character sheets going okay cool we have like one big move left we do that cool it's dead relax it gets back up Ah. We look back down at our character sheets and still see that we still have nothing that we can throw at this thing yes and we're just like Ah, uh, what do we do? Yes, exactly, exactly.
2: I think the best moment was when everyone was when like it was on my turn and everyone was like, "Come on, Jared, just do a thing." And I'm like, "Guys, I'm a warlock. What do you expect from me? <laughs> like I have no spell slots. I don't deal any damage. I have a cantrip, and it's too close in range."
0: <laughs> okay, so when it when it came to the monsters when I was making these up, um 5E is very very generous towards the players a lot of the time. Uh, I don't like being generous to my players. Um, I like to give them challenges that often end with death. Um, for some of them, now I want to be clear here: the things that you fought, um, starting at uh, the 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 tongue monster, and then the very last one, right? Those were immediate from a challenge sixteen. You yes. leveled up to a challenge twenty-one, yes. and so I we added. And four, I four added a hundred health to each of those. And even without um, Bailey resurrecting himself, you would have only lost two people in that last encounter. So I would say, Hey, y'all did pretty good. Like, okay, let's get it together. And, and the tongue one, the whole second health bar thing. Most DMs won't do that. So DMs, second health bars, kill your players, Uh, but gently with love. <laughs> with, love. with love, with love, tender love.
4: Show them that you care by yes. a
2: knife into their chest.
0: Yes. Yes, Re- the fastest way to your players' hearts.
2: And
1: making sure you disturb at least one of them with the description of it.
0: Yes. Well, okay, just one.
1: At least. Just one. At, okay. Sure. Okay. All of them. All disturb of all that. of them.
4: <laughs>
1: um, kind of going back to the dreams at the beginning. Everybody uh, saw each other. Um, they recognized them physically like they looked as if they were them but they were different there was something about them different does that point towards something like uh similar to the forgotten realms or a different plane of
0: existence it it pointed towards the past so um i think you mentioned the uh the like the different races and stuff and mm-hmm. Uh, the reason for that was, in my mind, kind of following the, um, the like, the in-between vibe where, like, the reason that these things exist is because um, people believed in them in the past. And so just as these things have occurred in the past, and I think uh, Grandpa Patterson kind of alluded to it, this isn't the first time that this has happened. Um, so a lot of times the your abilities and memories and things like that will be transferred down uh, through through blood. Um, so the reason that you have the ability to shoot lightning is that at one point in time, your ancestor was literally a dragonborn, mm-hmm. like frills and all. Um, but just that memory of it has been lost to time and kind of turned into myth and legend. So those the reason you guys all started at level four was because those dreams were basically um your past your lineage um or whatever in the case of crowbar at least um whatever it is that is giving you um these abilities is kind of teaching you what has come before and your body just remembering how it reacted to that Mm. and then you building upon that as you leveled up and grew
1: it's really interesting
0: this is going to go across the way crowbar
1: Yeah. Yes. 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 Across the roads. Across the That's an interesting name you got there. Tell us about the crowbar incident.
5: Oh. Oh man, everyone's interested in this. Even I am. Maybe I should. Maybe I should just keep it to myself.
1: No. 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 Tea must be spilt.
5: No. 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 It's. It's okay. These characters won't get sequels. Um. (laughs) At least two of them. (laughs) So. So the crowbar incident. Um, so back in, in freshman year, all of us were buds, except somehow, I don't know how, I don't know. I never, I never told Aaron, so I don't know. Uh, but Crowbar was always picked on and you guys all knew him as Eugene back then. That was one of the things he got picked up on, on about is his name his physicality and his small weakness and then all this, all this good stuff, classic stuff. And it was primarily done by the football team. Part of the reason he doesn't like Grant. Wow. Um, <laughs> Jared is also part of the football. Team. We're getting to that. <laughs> um, and so the uh, crowbar incidents was when he was at his shop, just working on his things. It was I I imagine it was a summer afternoon on a Saturday, and and he was working and and some of the guys some of the football players came over with their Letterman jackets being all suave and stuff like that and start to make fun of him like they do. And for some reason, crowbar just snapped and he picked up his crowbar that he, that was right next to him as he was working. And he proceeded to wail on them. And ever since then, nobody has messed with crowbar Jones. That's
1: fair. That's fair. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah.
5: Incredible. And, and the Jared thing, was that, uh, like I said at the beginning of her, the first episode, Jared was the only person in the entire town who didn't judge him for it.
2: Mm. Hey man, what am I going to judge, bro?
5: So, <laughs> Not real. That was, that was Crowbar's one piece
0: of interesting lore. So now, have, so now there was no, there was now no one. There's now no one who didn't judge you. Oh <laughs> Everyone's like, Well, that's the kid who was judged. Yep. That's tough. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> the plan has worked. Yeah, it's
1: successful. It's successful. Okay. Um now going to the the Bevan Bailey situation. Bev oh, oh this tea also needs to be spilt. Oh, did you have a crush on Bailey before the campaign started, or was it something that had developed?
7: When I first made Bev, this, you know, this seems to be a common theme with my characters here. I thought that Bev was going to have a hard time finding people to like her. She was very standoffish, she was very, like, strong, strong-headed, strong and, um... Although Bev is calmer than Melora, but it seems that I can't make a character that... <laughs> Has a hard time being liked that's right so Some quality character i did not even think about anything romantic for bev until bailey i mean we were the the last two to have our connections weren't we we were the last two and like you couldn't pick someone that had already gone and so <laughs> he um <laughs> he said his connection and then i was like i mean okay i mean i guess yeah sure and then I'm glad that that happened because what ended up becoming of that was so great and sad, no.
4: but... <laughs> what, what,
0: what was the connection again? What did you say for
3: the connection? Uh, so when he asked for the connections, everybody had gone through. I was left. The only person was Bev, who was basically my neighbor across like the fields mm-hmm. and whose like grandparents I knew and who's who I've been childhood friends with. So like, it's only natural that, you know... Bailey she's similar to Bailey, and so Bailey Bailey was just kinda always interested in Bev, uh, but never really did anything about it. And I have more to say. Do you have more to say? Well you can keep going on. Okay. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot to spill here. As you said, there's a lot of tea to spill. So one of the reasons why I think Ba or Bailey I do that so much. One of the reasons why I think Bailey um never actually like talked to Bev about how he felt before the campaign um was because um he knew Bev so well and he knew that Bev was like that how how um how Hannah just explained how Bev is and he knew that Bev knew um kind of what she wanted to do and and he didn't want to hold her back from like living a life that she had control of and stuff like that and Be- Bailey also suffers from some like social anxiety. And so um, and that's part of the reason why he's quiet and only really speaks when he needs to. And so I think that mixed with knowing that Bev is, is really strong-willed, um, I think he was just always kind of afraid to talk to Bev about it. Um, but when everything happened, I think that finally sparked in Bailey's mind that he ha- has a limited amount of time And that he, um, despite his fear, wants to talk to Bev about it, if that makes sense.
7: Yeah, my connection, if I remember exactly how I said it, was that Bev, um, usually doesn't really think about boys, but that Bailey's not so bad, I think is what I said, um, nice. but Boy next
1: door kind of vibes.
7: Yeah, no, exactly. And it's just as Bailey said it, but I actually think that that's like exactly why it ended up working for the short period that it worked oh.
1: <laughs>
7: because in their conversation, I remember specifically, it was like Bev. Um I said like I have terms and conditions and then <laughs> Grant was like I thought you might and it was like Bailey knew exactly what he was getting into with Bev which I think was a reason why it started to work so well because he wasn't going to try to change her.
3: Isn't Bailey just such a heartthrob? <laughs> oh <my. laughs> the Contra boy charm. I'll pass it off. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> bailey could
0: write a book on how to how to void your warranty <laughs> <laughs> well uh this next one is actually still for bailey oh, well i
1: didn't
3: oh, need to God. take this at all I don't know. okay hi uh,
0: Yes, curious
1: okay. was there what was the the reasoning like did anything happen uh in your backstory? to make you
3: deny the existence of magic uh that's an interesting question um so one thing with bailey and his family his family his grandparents especially as you know because they were like a part of the homestead society and everything like that which is where all this mumbo jumbo is happening um i think bailey grew up um being taught how to work being taught how to work the land being taught like how to harvest, and then how how uh, running the farm works. And I think Bailey was always uh, pretty confident in that path of life. Like, he was always, this makes sense. Um, and when it comes to all of those little weird things that the family did, like you mentioned, they put out those little, like, skeleton puppets that they put out on the farm. Um, Bailey, in his mind, always just attributed that to, like old family practices that were more like superstitions. He used that word a lot, especially when the Homestead Society was being explained. And so in Bailey's mind, it was more like, oh, these are just things we do because of tradition, or these are things we do just because it's what we do. But in his mind, I think he was always like, okay, I plow the land, I plant the seed, I water it, I make sure blank, 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 and blank is correct. I get the crops, um, and then I go through the process again the next year, and to that, it's just very solid it just makes sense and Bailey again is really simple in mind and so when he was confronted with things that didn't make sense um, in his mind I think he was initially like "Uh, that doesn't make sense and I think he's initially just gonna back off from it cuz he's like there has to be an explanation you know
1: trying to find the logical answer
3: for it absolutely yeah yeah but of course as it happened more um, he couldn't deny it yeah. but he was still afraid of it he yeah. didn't want to coax it on and cause problems so
1: okay um sawyer you often say the that uh you were awkward and weird on purpose what made you kind of go into this reaction um what what was always your reasoning behind it
6: like why she always said that she was yeah so um sawyer you saw her mom (laughs) um so she's always grown up with kind of the crazy family label and she when she was growing up as a kid she really enjoyed all the stories her mom told her and she enjoyed all the imaginative things to her and it became an escape for her and then as she got older and kids get crueler it became it's either I accept that I'm the weird girl or I let it destroy me. And so she was like, I'm the weird girl and I'm going to wear it proudly. And that's, that's what she grew up into.
1: Okay. Pretty straightforward.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, these next few are going to actually be for Aaron. Ooh. Do I get to talk more about lore, dad? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, how much lore was missed due to a, uh, characters taking uh, different actions or um different paths
0: oh oh my goodness so well okay so in terms of quantity of lore um i think grant literally compiled compiled like a like a two page or more document of like just norfolk and which is where uh me and me and the boys are from uh and surrounding areas and stuff like that, um, and so there was a there was a lot of lore that I just couldn't find anywhere to put in. Um, some of it I put in the document that I sent to Sawyer, so if she chose to like investigate one of them randomly, I could throw it in or anything like that. Um, but other than that, um, surprisingly, the paths that they took really didn't miss any huge things like they went to all the main areas i got to explain a whole lot of uh, the main concepts and themes surrounding the whole general campaign um i think i think my favorite thing that they could have looked into a bit more um but there really wasn't they really couldn't have but they but if they would have it would have been fun um uh kind of checking out the insane asylum um that was mentioned a couple of times Um, the tunnels, actually, that was another way into the tunnels, um, and another, another place that I could have chosen that they came out of. Um, but the way that the story had gone, um, just felt more right to put it on Colt Road. Um, in that little, yeah, that little witch hut. Um, yeah, man, there was, there was a whole lot of lore that I haven't gotten to explain Mm -hmm. or they didn't get a touch upon. Um, ooh, um, Bev. Uh, you know, the whole like, what's the deal with the Thunder Palace and stuff like that? Um, I so, man, where do I even start with Bev? Uh, so Bev is actually um, a much more recent generation of like kind of hero. Um, in in the way her father's side went very far back, that's where she got the guns and stuff. But obviously her dad is not a dragonborn um and the whole thing was uh your grandmother which the uh, the final boss actually mentioned um Lizy uh, was what he was uh in- intending by that meaning that your mother was um that sky dragon's daughter um now where your mother left because um there's there's a lot of things behind that um your grandmother always cared for you um, which is why you felt that attraction to storms and stuff like that. And why you were a guest in the Thunder Palace. Um, but uh, my favorite little interesting bit of lore is that um, the gun, the revolver that your father made. Uh, that was, that was an, a vision sent to him by your grandmother as kind of a like a gift to you um, as you would grow older. Um, and Dion Mu, which is the name of your, uh, your gun, is another name for Lai Z. Um, uh, it is said that Lai Z, uh, uses mirrors, um, to, uh, shoot lightning across the sky, which is why it was so shiny and reflective. And, uh, yeah. Who, who is Lai Zee? In... Lai Z was the, uh, the sky dragon. Yeah. In, in oh, in Chinese war. lore? In, in cool uh, cultures. she is a Chinese god of, uh, god of lightning. She isn't normally seen as a dragon, hmm. but I figured through the concept of, I don't know, Western ideology, mm-hmm. um, and also cause I like dragons, who does um dragons are cool uh I, I figured that being this huge summer storm dragon that followed the uh transcontinental railroad which actually started right next to um like basically just right outside in nebraska and a huge force behind that was um chinese americans that uh they worked a ton on the transcontinental railroad i figured it would be cool for it to follow yeah. that a hey. um <laughs> yeah uh that that was one of my favorite things. Just the connections between them. Cool. Quick question, not to not to drag away from the other questions
2: that you have. I just know I'm going to forget this. Um, the when Sawyer's mom oh, yeah. showed up, the the cards. Yeah. Did you plan those out beforehand, or did you just kind of like, you know, like
5: yeah, you know,
4: death
0: terror? <laughs> <laughs> uh no, no. I expected Sawyer's mom to show up. Me to do my fun Sawyer's mom, and everyone would be like, ha ha ha. And then she would leave. <laughs> and you, you would never see her again. She would never show up. It was going to be great. And then y'all had to be like, well, why don't you get your fortunes told, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Bailey? Um, and so immediately I went into panic mode. Um, if you watch it back, I'm sure that if you look hard enough, you can see me frantically typing. Now, let me tell you. Yours I knew. Cuz I was like 100%, I don't know what's going down, but no, no matter what I can frame it like I did. And then they were like, "Hey Bailey." And immediately my mind blanked as to every other card in the tarot deck. I was like, oh, yeah, the tower." And I can't believe I forgot death. Yeah. How do I forget yeah. that death is a tarot card? The funny
2: thing is though. Played. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'll the the one. funny thing is though, and I I cuz I, I haven't had to mess with tarot cards since we created Nico Muris. Um, but out of like rough memory, I was like, wow, these are strangely accurate. I'm Aaron must have pl- thought this ahead of t- Man, he's like 4D chessing it. And like knowing that you were just. I'm fantastically- just really good at this game. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense for Jared. I'm like, oh, and Bailey. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah oh, that must mean that something's going to happen later on. And then,
0: like, some like, yeah. things did yeah. happen yeah. later oh. on, but I'm Planned. just like, oh. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's actually, I got kind of lucky with yours because I was like, the tower card is very easy to frame as, like, kind of, you can, it's like a change. Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah. I'm like, it, it's Dungeon the Dragons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also a very big, like, crux of fate card, which mm-hmm. kind of just magically lined up. Lined up with everything. And right? I was yeah. like, I'm just going to say... Totally planned. Yeah. Totally planned it. Yeah, you, every,
2: every second. You should, for Bailey, you could have just scapegoated and just been death tarot finality. He, he,
0: he put himself in there in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah, yeah that's, that's... that was the tarot card situation. I, I don't think... know <laughs> I kind Okay, I... I kind of know tarot, but I... not well enough.
6: I have a question. I might have answer. Okay, so we met Sawyer's mom. Yeah. And we saw Sawyer's little brother. Oh, boy. But I was really bummed because I never got to hear my little brother's voice.
0: Okay, so let me tell you, I'm sorry. I you can so, make
6: up for it now.
3: Yes.
0: Okay, so I could, but in a very ginger situation. How do I voice the most annoying twelve year old boy? I feel like you could figure it. Look, I'm a scumbag, but I'm not that bad. <laughs> I I can't. I don't remember. I don't. I was. I was never twelve.
4: What's I was, <laughs> <Parker's born. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born 17 years old. I was born
0: 17 years old. I don't even know what it's like to be 12.
7: Just say mom said it's my turn on the Xbox. Uh, my,
0: uh, oh, wait, no, I got. Uh, do you have games on your phone? 2008, there are no games. Do you have an iPhone?
3: Because I would like one. And
0: does it have games? it
3: have games. I have a bit to say about the lore question that we were talking about. Well, so the, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, on the lore thing, um, now, I, as you know, that um, Aaron and I live in the same town and we hang out a lot. And when we were talking about uh the, the idea for this campaign, it was now granted. Aaron planned the whole thing, so like I didn't have. I didn't have, I didn't have anything to do with the planning, but I, I helped with the kind of inspiration thought process. And um, when we were talking about it, uh, Aaron had the idea of like this cool Midwestern Gothic or whatever. But we pretty much tried to or I believe Aaron did um, almost every single um, area or concept used in the game are mostly parts of the town that we grew up in and like actual urban lore like, or, or, or versions of that lore from the town. Now, of course, things like Lyzee and stuff, there are other things from surrounding areas. I think we had a little bit of influence from Indiana because that's the Midwestern part where uh, Lydia's from and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, it's just really cool because it actually is kind of a mirror side of like reality of things that actually legitimately existed oh, yeah. and legends that are actually held in our hometown. So that was also really cool. Um. Well, I think we're about halfway through, so um, we're
0: probably gonna take a quick little break here. Um, we'll be back ten to fifteen minutes ish. Um, stick around, ask questions in the chat. We are looking at it. We're reading it. Uh, if if you have any, uh, hit us with it, and we will. I will try to answer them, or someone else will. Nice. Um, see you later. Alrighty. Hi everybody. Welcome back. Right. Woo! We're ready to Oh no. Oh. Well, oh well. This,
4: this yeah. is okay, important. well
0: uh, we got to get this situated. God. <sighs> DJ. I'm the worst. DJ. I'm sorry. One job, DJ. You're off I'm the sorry. I'm sorry. We're voting you off the island. Can I be <laughs> out? Yeah, I'm out. yeah, Grant uh Grant Stamming from now on. Grant who plays Edward on the Paper dungeon. I'm,
2: yeah. That you have been disrespecting the flower crowns. No, nope. not cool, dude.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> cool, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get back to some questions. I saw that we got some some chat wise, some not chat yes. wise. I'm, let's We, ready. we got let's, some chat let's, wise. Let's rock.
1: Uh, first one that uh, came in was from Eve. Ooh. What actually happened to Sawyer?
6: <laughs> okay, so. Um, Actually, my original plan for Sawyer, Erin asked like what what our characters were gonna plans were after they finished college and things like that. Um, Sawyer always planned on leaving. Um, she never wanted to stick around. She wanted to travel. her mom that's what her mom wanted. That's what the dream her mom had was about was her getting her mom getting to travel with her family and do things like that. And Sawyer always wanted to fulfill that. Um, and so then after everything happened, it gave her even more of a reason to want to leave, um, especially because she kind of felt like some of it was her fault. Despite, despite Jared's loving words and encouragement, Sawyer believed that some of this was her manifestation. Um, and so Sawyer ended up running away. But like it was said in the ending, like she wasn't going to leave her friends fully behind. Um, she would check in on them on dreams all the time. And then when they would get really bad, that's when she would come back. And the only way she could really bear to be there was as a mourning dove. And so she'd bring them a little gift of a flower crown and then leave until they needed her again.
2: Quick question. Um, Um, Not knowing how far Sawyer traveled, right? Um, I assume that since we they had been so heavily exposed um, to the in between that no matter how far away they went from the Midwest, where it's more highly concentrated, they still had their abilities. I assume, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just curious, cause like you know, it'd be it'd be kind of funny if like we left Nebraska and then just uh, like no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just biff it into some dirt. <laughs> 1000 feet in the air plummet. Now, yeah. we're basically gods, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh the powers are um a part of the person. It's it's um it's in the blood, it's in the it's in the soul. It's what makes them uh, people in in uh like now. It's a part of them. Uh I would assume just just off of a guess. I don't know for sure. Um I never got to throw this in. This is one of the things that I was going to going to make a reference to. Where it's like, sure, Nebraska is kind of that pass-through state where all the magic runs through, and they, then they've turned it in kind of a drain. But they never, they never got to Florida. <laughs> F- so I, if, I, I like to imagine that in this, in this 2008 world, Florida is just overrun with it. And so it's, it's true. The greatest cryptid of all, Florida Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Sawyer could have discovered the truth. Incredible. All 100. percent And that's why. That's why. Actually, uh, in the dream that you saw of your mother, um, she was driving on the uh, on the Florida shores because that's that's where your mom first got interested in it because she saw the truth behind it <laughs> and started looking for more, and and then ended up passing through Nebraska. And just kind of got stuck. Um, but yeah. That's that's that. Although I should ask. Uh. You just mentioned it, Lydia, Uh, and those of you who are either dead or don't exist anymore can answer this too. Uh, What were your characters' plans before they got superpowers? Like, what were they going to do just as, like, normal people, like, once this summer was over? Uh, (laughs) um,
2: Well, when Jared still existed and before demons... um he honestly for the time like um he was convinced that he was just gonna follow grand you know to college um he wasn't entirely sure what his major was gonna be but um it you know probably creative writing yeah honestly um maybe become a teacher or something um just he definitely wasn't staying in town. That's for sure. Um, I think you know all all that went on with his family and stuff. Uh, the only real solid piece of ground that he had was Grant, and you know he wasn't gonna let that slip by without a fight, probably. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Nice. Ooh, so we'll walk around, right? Oh,
4: well,
6: like I said, Sawyer was just going to go and travel, and that was just what she wanted to do.
7: Well, Bev wasn't going to leave her dad. Um, She, before, kind of always saw herself as having everything she needed or could want where she was. Yeah, she had a loving, she had a very loving, supportive father that encouraged her to be independent and a strong-willed, sharp-tongued woman which was amazing obviously and something she would love they had a great workshop they had the opportunity to do gun shows and everything and she always kind of just saw herself as ending up with bailey at some point later so she (laughs) she had everything she could ever need there and um didn't want to leave her dad alone so
4: Um, Grant's plans was to eventually take over his family's farm. He was going to go be an ag major. Ag business, baby. It's the best way to go. Um, and so, yeah, probably take over the business. Um, eventually, probably provide, um, some sort of haven for Jared from his dad, um, since he did end up wanting to go, if they were to stay together, um, he was wanting to go back and take over the the plantation, so, um whether they got married or not, uh, trying to find some place that he could allow Jared to stay. Um, and that was probably his, his kind of two big things. Yeah, that's probably what he was going to do.
3: So Bailey mentioned even on stream um, that he was, he always liked the idea of the family farm and he was always planning on taking it over. He wasn't planning on going to college because um, he's learned everything he needed to know. Um, he knows how to farm. He can do it well. He is good at it. Um, their family is good at it. And so he kind of always just planned on sticking around and doing the farm. But um, one thing about Bailey, too, is that I think he was always, always felt a little bit small, like as if he wished he could do more or wished he could be more. Um, but he just wasn't. He was just small and really simple and humble, which he was okay with. But I think a part of him kind of wished for more. So with Bailey still, I mean, he was interested in Bev for a long, long, long time. And so I think it was definitely in Bailey's mind that like maybe someday that would be great uh, if he could be with Bev and, and start a family and have a farm. But I think a part of that dream of Bailey's was also like he knew that Bev was ambitious and that Bev was confident and that Bev was grounded. And that's something that I think Bailey wished he had more of, and so I think in his dream he even pictured maybe being with Bev, and then following Bev kind of wherever she wanted to take them, whether that be to like a bigger town or to like purchase more land or what or or have kids or whatever that might be. Um, I think Bailey was kind of hoping that. Um, If you were to be with Bev, that she would push him to do bigger and better things that he was too afraid to do alone.
5: Um, So Crowbar's initial plan was he was going to get out of town as fast as he possibly could and never look back. Um, He would likely make a quick pit stop uh, back in his hometown of Chicago, actually um and maybe see some of his family who was still there before he would move on and find just somewhere else where he could just open up his own shop and just kind of never talk to anyone again really
4: (laughs) so bailey Oh. oh as one who's clearly expressed how much commitment they have to bev why is it then the two moments of oh. sadness and frustration, you decided to just destroy Bev? Why is this your immediate reaction to just hurt her?
5: Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs>
3: okay. Okay. Um, I gotta answer this very carefully. <laughs>
4: She's not worthy. or You're not worthy of her. Alright,
3: I'm gonna address both times. I'm gonna br- address both oh, times, right? Hurt, so. <laughs> <laughs> First... <laughs> Nice. Well, now he's beneath the dirt. First, I want to say that um, it wasn't right for Bailey to yell at Bev. Getting that out there. Well done. Yes. Good job, Grant. (laughs) But next, um, the first time that it happened, um, obviously, it was right after his grandfather sacrificed himself. Um, And so, in in Bailey's mind, as I mentioned earlier, um, like in the first half, um, Bailey was always kind of afraid of holding Bev back, um, which was always kind of a little bit a part of why he didn't really talk to her. And so when he was faced with the fact that his family line basically meant doom, um, in his mind, he could no longer be with Bev because he couldn't live with it if she was hurt as a result. Like she, he could, I think he saw Bev's potential and admired Bev for things that he didn't have. And so I think he was so scared and so upset that he couldn't um, he couldn't contribute to that, that he just kind of blew up, which again, wasn't okay. Like, I'm so sorry, Hannah. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry to Bev, um, because he really like saying saying those things to Bev was not okay. saying like, I never I don't want you to be a part of my life and stuff like that. Like, that's that's so hard. But in Bailey's mind, it was this can't happen and I have to cut it off now or else Things could happen, and she could get hurt, and he he couldn't live with that the second time the second time on the battlefield, Bailey, I think knew that he was about to die uh because of what his grandfather did, and uh, he put he definitely put the pieces together. Grant took some time to understand the whole promise thing Bailey <laughs> but, <it>. but <laughs> Bailey was on it, and so it um that. but but when he when he got that, I think he he, yes he yelled at bev again which which it, it's it's a wonderful horrible contrast it's so sad because he said to her that he never wanted to yell at her again cuz he hated the feeling of it and then jared points out that okay like really in your last moments you're going to yell at bev it was freaking gold um but um when he was yelling at bev he was he was i think he was it sounded as if he was angry at bev but he wasn't like, he was angry that this is how it had to be. And so he was yelling at Bev, like, I made this promise. Like, I did this for you. Um, the whole theme of, of the, late, the late theme of, of Bailey's uh, character, I think, was that love uh, overpowers fear. And so he was also trying to almost, like, plead with Bev, like, I did this because I overcame my fear, because I love you. Um, and, and I think that's a really powerful message. Um, it's just, he's not the best with the words. And so it kind of can look like he's yelling at Bev. So it's up to Bev then past that point, I guess, after he turns into dirt, how she takes it and how she lives with it. After she turns into yeah. dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so just really uh, layer on, the yeah. survivor,
1: the survivor's yeah. so,
3: <laughs> so I'm sorry if that's not, I'm sorry if that's not satisfying answer, but in my mind, that's, that's what, uh, that's why he yelled at bev so much yeah are you satisfied dj yeah
4: well i was just gonna say i find it very interesting it's just not how i think i would have done that because in my mind that just adds a lot of survivor's guilt
3: Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that was part of the point why me as grant made (laughs) bailey do it was because i knew how i'm so sorry but it's it's what you're saying is you were still trying to hurt hannah (laughs) no 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 you're
4: done you're done you're done (laughs)
0: So, uh, other cool lore things that I have now remembered after this, um, crowbars, uh, passed from Chicago. Um, his abilities and, uh, existence stems from, uh, the Chicago, well, actually the Midwest fires from, uh, I believe it actually was 1862, um, conveniently around the exact same time that all this started happening. Uh, the great Chicago fires, the most notable ones, but they were actually fires spread all across the Midwest, um and uh the actual the final monster referenced the fact that it was his doing um to, that not only caused the uh midwest fires but also the one that killed your mother and then um oh geez who's what who was it um oh was it was oh oh no oh no i don't remember it oh just go on i'll okay, i'll think well, of it later well, it'll come back wait,
3: wait, stay on this thread Uh, behind the johnson who
0: thanks the johnsons for something oh uh yeah well it was totally the johnson's greed um the (laughs) (laughs) well not your your greed but your father's um in his in his ploy okay it got turned around a little bit all right so it wasn't his family that was summoning demons in their basement it might have been his (laughs) (laughs) um And that's why they appeared. Um, that's why it appeared in front of in front of your car on the road. Because um, it, it may have gotten a little out of hand. Um, but it's the same reason why your family grew from, like, you show up in town and then suddenly you're rich. Like, and you have all this land and all this power. You literally made a deal with the devil. Um, got a little out of hand.
4: So, so, Jared and I are connected in far more ways than just one. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Oh, yeah.
0: Very nice. Um oh yeah. Man. Oh, Sawyer's power she got from uh, sleeping in a uh, in a fae-touched burrow. Um there were fairy mounds and you were on one of them. Uh, that was part of the lore that I gave Lydia, she believed that her magic stemmed from fairy mounds scattered across in the hills of the Nebraska. Um yeah. Hey man, I
3: believe it. I have a question. Man. Ooh. I have a question for you. Um so there was the the doula hand i believe is how you say it the headless horseman that you know like plagued the the pattersons or whatever i as grant when <laughs> it's funny because i cut you off before you described the big bad but when we entered the field, I thought that that was the big bad that we were going to face. I was walking into it, and I feel like maybe the others were too. As in, like, oh, the headless horseman with the head that looks like cheese. Like, oh, it's that guy. That is in the lore. <laughs> it's in the lore. Okay. That is in the lore. But then, but then there was another big bad that
4: and you didn't
3: even notice at first. That I didn't notice at first. That uh was hinted by a grant. But I guess my question is, how are those two related? Like did they work together um what what was because because the thing the doula helped bailey defeat it so like were they enemies or rivals or, or what was what was um, the whole deal with that
0: the doula is an entirely neutral force it is neither good nor evil it rides it calls people die mm. um now power over life and death is something that um a demon lust for power would be greatly interested in um and so it was currently there attempting to overtake the role of the oh. Um So it had crossed the barrier between the fields of uh, the Johnson estate and the Patterson uh, farm um, in an attempt to take that away from the Doolahan. It was having trouble because currently it was bonded there um, by the Pattersons. Mm. Uh, now, nice. as long as nothing else shows up, because currently the last um, Patterson bonded is now dirt... Um. So as long as nothing else tries to take that over, we're good. So what you're saying is the doula hand was trapped in the field. The and doula that's why there's a monster in the was field? bound to the field. I wouldn't say trapped. Okay. And it wasn't against it. It wasn't for it. It's just, honestly, it kind of made it easier because the souls came to him. Oh, <laughs> um, sure, sure. Yeah. And the okay. whole cheese head thing, that's that's real. It says it just looks like rotted cheese.
3: I hate I hate to ask one last thing but so are you saying that the horn the big like nightwalker thing are you saying that that was summoned by the Johnsons and that was oh, a yeah. demon oh definitely epic
4: so that leads <laughs> me to my question um for n- nightwalkers um I'm trying to remember some of the lore about them but there's uh, they come from the shadow felt no the uh, negative plane yeah the they come from the negative plane, plane and usually it's when it's like someone shows up on the negative plane and then leaves or something like that I can't remember yeah. the exact details but it's it like
0: swapped places but one of them can still go back it's, it, it's,
4: yeah it's kind of complicated but was that similar to what needed to happen because I never really saw my dad after the uh, or after, well I guess I saw him at the baseball field but I'm just curious if if we were true no, I, actually truly trying to this no, it thing. wasn't
0: a night nightwalker. I just used the stat block for okay, it. Okay, cool. So you're fighting a nightwalker, but yeah, but it, was, it wasn't it, was it no wasn't
4: man. a true nightwalker. Okay, cool. So. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Fair. yeah, it did. Um, cool. Yeah, man, I can't remember that second.
4: Well, do we have like actual questions work. to ask? Not just yeah, ours. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenny. I'm sorry. How are you doing over there?
1: You know, I'm doing real well. Uh, I'm just enjoying the company, you know.
4: Yeah, yeah well, that's good. Well, we well, enjoy yours. Thank Hi. you. Thank
1: you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. You know. All right. So, we actually have Cam, which we love in, Cam in the in the chat. A few people here know him. Uh, he's asked a few questions. Uh, first, he said, "Grant, where did you get your inspiration for your character?"
4: now we have two grants so
5: <laughs>
4: which grant cam said in chat we'll both talk yeah. at the same so. time no i'm just kidding so <laughs> um grant's character kind of came out of necessity i think um if i remember correctly we weren't being super secretive about our characters and when i was one of the last people to make my character um and so when i was making grant johnson it sounded like we needed someone that had more firepower i think that yeah you know someone that um <laughs> yes a was popular compared to the rest of these bimbos um <laughs> and um someone that could actually like aside from bev like we didn't have a whole lot of like heavy hitters from what i understood wow. well i didn't really know a whole lot about
3: well either. Um, Bailey, yeah, Bailey could hit with a baseball bat Grant's pitches so he was a bit of a heavy well, hitter hmm. just saying let's not bring that up <laughs> <laughs> anyway
4: <laughs> so yeah I kind of created Grant that way um, and then Ryan and I kind of talked a little bit more about his characters and some of the connections that we could have had um, with us both being football players um, and then I had the idea of us being um, gay for each other and like barged into Ryan's room. I was like, I slammed, I slammed his door open. I was like, I Ryan, be your <laughs> I was like, Ryan, <laughs> we should be gay for each other. And he was like, okay, I never <laughs> honestly, he was kind of just like, yeah, I mean like, let's do it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how all of that came about.
1: So we did get clarification. It is Grant, Grant who plays Edward in the paper. Oh, journal. okay,
3: but okay, that was that great could be too. Any of us? No, I love it. <laughs> 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 that could be any of we'll us. we all take turns <laughs> answering. <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. Um, okay. So I, I, I loved the when we were coming up with this, like when when Aaron gave the idea. What I was excited was like amid weird eerie midwest version of the mystery gang which was like obviously just translated to like just a bunch of different like stereotypes of like um types of people that live in the midwest and stuff um and i instantly wanted to be like a farm boy because like dude farm boy is an aesthetic like there's a lot wrapped up in that right there's layers and so we my character is actually Based on somebody that we went to school with, who I'm not going to say his his full name. His first name was Bailey, Um, but um, he was a farm boy and he was strong and silent, but he talked like quietly, like when he needed to say something and he walked around like this. (laughs) <laughs> um with his hands in his denim jeans and he would tuck in his shirt, he had a belt buckle, he had like the cowboy boots, a whole nine yards, an old like truck, like this kid was the epitome of the like respected jacked farm kid. Did
0: we I think we used
3: a a picture <gasps> oh, of him oh for gosh. a reference for the art. We kinda did. No, he doesn't he doesn't look exactly like the art. No, it was not more at like all. this is the aesthetic I'm going like, like, for. So if it looks um, I
0: think we took the shirt.
3: Uh, I think they have the same shirt in the picture. <laughs> just, just the concept. The, the concept of the character, though, is based on that. Of course, it wasn't exact. Also, um,
0: the, dirt just, the, the shirt just says dirt, which is incredibly funny and in retrospect. It's awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Whoa, dude! <laughs> now, I, I do want to state, though, um, the purpose of creating this character was not to make fun of oh, Bailey or to make all. fun of the stereotype. Not at all. It was more like I just... I really enjoy the concept of like accurately depicting our culture. Cause it's just like our Midwestern culture. Cause it's just a bit strange and a bit eerie and it's, it's a lot of fun. So that's kind of where my, uh, that's where my inspiration came from Bailey.
1: Okay. Uh, their second question was Lydia, since you grew up in Indiana and not Nebraska, uh, was it an accurate depiction of your hometown as well?
6: Um, it's an accurate depiction of my hometown when I first got there. Um, my hometown is actually now a city and is now continuing to grow and try to put on big boy pants and be big. Um, but so it's a big kid now. It's, it's I'm a big. I can't. Sorry, we gotta cut it off there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I where I'm at. Not now. There's no accents, um, but there's lots of corn. um (laughs) (laughs) lots and lots of corn all
3: right i have a question for hannah too you might be asking it right now but i'm interested how it felt like to be from cali and experience a midwestern themed session or campaign
7: i felt really nervous because i didn't want to look like uninformed and like lame because I didn't know a lot of the things so I was like and also I'll be honest I wasn't sure I was even gonna do an accent until Grant introduced his character and had one and then I felt comfortable because I was like I've never been there I don't know if there are accents usually and there usually aren't from what I saw but then as soon as Grant like um introduced his character and had one I was like Okay. Then
4: then I could probably do that. So
7: then I did. I
4: thought it was very funny since we're all from or not all of us, but the vast majority of us are from the Midwest. How some of us still included accents even though we would be the
3: ones to have a Midwest accent? Now, let me be clear. There are absolutely oh. communities with accents around here. <laughs> or like in, in Nebraska, absolutely. It's just a subculture really. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is
2: just the linguist side of me coming in uh so nebraska um is very common like it's very common for people from nebraska or from that section of the midwest um to go into things like radio or uh voiceover or something or telemarketing Yeah. reason being is because uh we for the most part actually don't have much of an inflection that goes either way like our accent is pretty neutral um and because of that we're very easy to understand Um, unless you're a DJ in that case you don't speak English Um, and to add on to that a lot of the um, communities that we know and adore that are uh, that talk in a southern accent um, are actually manufactured so um, usually someone Way long ago, either from the south, moves up, and then they like mm-hmm. slowly kind of spread it, and everyone, everyone around's like, "Ooh, I like how that sounds, contra boy," um, and then starts kind of talking like that. Or, uh, I know for a fact there were at least three people in our high school that spoke oh, in a country oh, accent yeah. that did not have a country accent, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, I know at least three people that they'd walk up and be like, yep, that's how I talk. And I'm like, that is not how you... No one here talks like that but you. you. You're the only... I don't even think your parents talk in a country accent. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I found it very funny that you guys chose to go, like, to accent yourselves. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I... Hey, man. Like, I roll with it, bro. <laughs> uh,
0: I'd just like to say major respect to Hannah twice, actually. Because not only was she like, mm, I'm nervous, I'm not from the Midwest, and then chose to play someone who's, whose family has, like, founded the town, and, and but then she also was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to have an accent, and then the day of was like, well, I guess I'm going to have an accent, <laughs> like, that is unfair, and so... If you don't do that, don't feel bad about yourself because she's just that good. Oh and you can get there, too. <laughs> <laughs> have- <laughs> <With> the- <laughs> All righty. The
1: last one that Cam asked was, aside from the dorks that grew up here with me, no. uh, oh. would anyone ever visit Nebraska and see the things that the campaign was based on?
6: okay so um this is actually pretty cool because i don't think aaron realized this but in the town slash city that i have um the headless horseman and the legend of sleepy hollow is like a tradition every halloween like we have this certain area in our town that that is where you go on halloween and you have a headless horseman hayride and you get chased by the headless horseman and it's great um and it was really cool actually because on my way here to be with everybody we did it really complicated i flew to nebraska and then we drove all the way up to idaho and while we were in nebraska um i got to see a few things like i didn't get to like see them; we just drove by them. but like i fully want like a tour
3: dude when we go back to take you back to the airport you'll get the full tour okay I promise.
7: (laughs) I will say yes, but like my purpose of the trip will not be for the tour. It will be to see all of them. So, but I would make the trip and a tour would probably take place. But my purposes for the trip would be to visit the dorks. So visit the dorks.
0: That's good to hear. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to hear. I didn't upset her so much that she's just going (laughs) to (laughs) leave.
1: Already. Uh, actually, Aaron, <gasps> these next couple are for you. Oh, good. How much of the end of the campaign was influenced by the strange occurrences that happened in the first episode?
0: Uh pretty much all of it. All of it. Okay. Uh, I would say, uh I mean, as I mentioned, DJ was like, Hey, here's your final boss, punk. <laughs> um and then uh like the events happened in it. Uh like the the like uh Bailey turning into dirt. Uh that wasn't it, it was, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know for sure how it was going to happen or when, um, strange occurrence wise. Uh, oh jeez, Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much for like the major, like crazy things. Yeah. The end of the campaign was pretty much all of the strange happenings. come to think of it. Okay. Um,
1: what was it like? And this, this is for you and actually everybody. Ooh. What was it like preparing for this campaign that you knew was just going to be something short-term
0: oh god
1: because i can say that one person regardless of how short-term uh will still get extremely attached to their characters i didn't come here to be roasted
0: (laughs) (laughs) hannah definitely came here to be roasted um (laughs) it's okay okay it's it's rough it's it's real rough. The whole short-term campaign thing. I, I personally love the format. Um, I wish I was better at it. Uh, I suck at starting things, so I don't do one-shots very well because it, well, one-shot is entirely just starting something. But um, preparing to have a good resolution in a two-hour period of time, like episode by episode, and only having six of them it's it was a lot rougher than i expected it to be um there are a lot of things that i was kind of disappointed by the end of it where i was like man i wish i would have done that or oh i wish i would have gone here man if they would just stop looking at that dumb desk and just move to the lower floor already why did i even put a desk there i'm such an idiot um never put furniture the furniture shouldn't exist in your games um, yeah it was it was tough it was really fun I love the format, and I would love to do it again um hopefully hopefully I'll improve as as we go um but yeah it was it was fun, terrifying, but all around i th- I think it was definitely worth it. I don't know about you all having to f- fit in character stuff in two hours
7: like I said,
3: <laughs>
7: I didn't come here to be roasted, but. I do get very easily attached to the characters I make. I put a lot of effort into them and I, like depending on the character, I'll put a lot of qualities that I like about myself and then mix them with qualities that I wish I had or like um, people I admire or like characters from movies or books and such. And so I really enjoyed this, like, like the thought of like, oh, it being like a short little side thing was like super fun, but I wish we had kept going because now oh, yeah. I have this character that I love so much, and I'm like, what, what do I do now? Oh. So um, I did actually, you know, Hero Ford was having a Black Friday sale, so I may have made a miniature of Bev, but... um. It's,
0: um yo, what? Aww. No one told me about this.
7: There there were $4
1: downloads.
0: No, no one told... Okay, I saw that. I saw, Look, I followed the trends. Did you tell me you were making Bev? I can show you after this. I, I want to see.
2: Okay, she looks really cool. At least you still have a character to go back to.
7: (laughs) Hey,
1: best hero, best hero Forge model right there. You don't have to pay for (laughs) anything. Nothing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a circle. Yeah.
1: Maybe a little (coughs) pile of dust.
2: Anyone else have anyone anything to say? I don't know. I said my my
6: piece. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) I fell in love with Sawyer like as soon as we started making her. But it's aaron so i was fully prepared for her to die and that's just how i approached it <laughs> was i love her and i'm going to full-on go into her and if she dies it's aaron we saw it coming
3: still but sad Still but sad, we, saw it, coming. But we yeah. saw it
6: coming
2: actually really quick um to actually answer the question um jared wasn't my best work as far as like <laughs> characters was like he wasn't my favorite character by any means um But that being said, I think at base, Jared is, like, he's a warlock. Um, But I think what made me like Jared or, like, enjoy playing Jared as much as it did was the relationships and interactions that... I built with everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. It was um, it, it was less, uh, oh, I'm excited to play Jared and more like, ooh, I'm excited to, like, talk to my favorite people, like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like I love these characters so much. I get to, I get to interact with them. I get to, like, you know, um, so I think, yeah, like, Jared's okay. I like all your guys' characters way more, um, but... But, I mean, well, Jared's not okay. But, you know. Just... Jared was the glue, man. But
1: before moving on to um, the next cast member, uh, somebody was interested in Jared, oh. and they were oh, no. curious about what your patron was or who your patron was.
2: That, so, uh, to be... Eve, by the way. Yeah. Um... We love you. We love you, Eve. <laughs> Le- mm-hmm. Eve, you carry me with all that art, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. From all of us to you. At the Paper Dungeon. At the Paper Dungeon. Thank you. <laughs> um Well, so Jared himself was a uh he was a um he was a sword, a blade. Yeah. Um I, warlock. He was a hex blade warlock. Um on a, as far as like the patron patron, um, that was all Aaron. Um I just had the idea that uh because this has come from experience that literally, like, while wandering around in the woods, I have literally found random blades and/or yes. oddities just buried. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know, I know one person in particular, um, probably in the chat right now, that found a karambit in a Walmart parking lot. Um, it, you, <laughs> the, the things you find in Nebraska, man, <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's just so weird. So I was just like, what if? you know, while Jared was being angsty and mad at his dad, um, it was raining and like storming out and he just like wandered near the Elkhorn and like the storm dragged away a bunch of mud and he found this like ancient whispering dagger that just so happened to expand um, into a sword uh, with like a bunch of runes on it. And then as far as like what the whispers were or who was trying to talk to Jared or teach him these languages, Um, I left that mainly to the DM, which I, I feel like I, if I remember correctly, um, I don't, you, you made it a God of fate, right? Uh, A God of, yeah, Leon the road.
0: That was, uh, the Celtic, uh, goddess of fate. Yeah. Um, she carried a silver wheel on her back, uh, where she would transport, um, corpses.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds (laughs) about right. (laughs) Um,
0: um, she was in charge of the weave of fate. It was a big spinning wheel. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the main things that I, like, the main key points that I mentioned to Aaron were just, like, um, ever since he found the dagger, he was being whispered these things and was was being taught, like, like unknown secrets, right? Like, so, like, that's why he knows Abyssal, and, like, he slowly picked up on magic and stuff, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all it really was. It was a creepy god of fate, you Celts. You, you Celts with your with your with your really with your really cool and oddly disturbing gods and stuff. Go you. Go you. Do you
3: have anything to say about the tour? I think. No. What was the the question again? I think Uh, the question before was, "What was it like um, playing in something that was short term?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Do you have anything about that?
5: Well, given the fact that I knew this would be a short-term thing. I put as little effort into crowbar as possible. <laughs> which, Perfect. which hindsight 2020, I kind of wish I maybe put a little more because your guys' characters are really cool. Crowbar um, oh, was cool. Crowbar was okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> so bad. Uh, you yeah, you man. know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's about it. Okay, yeah. cool. Um,
3: well, I think for me, I mean, Prepping Bailey I already talked about, but um there was a bit of a challenge. I think I can speak for the whole cast here. Um where there's a challenge um and also for the like with the DM of trying to create a story with rise, fall, rising action, you know, like climax, falling action, all that stuff. Is it's hard to create a story with a finite time. Mm-hmm. Um that, that is absolutely a skill to hone. So I think you can tell. Maybe you can't, but I know we can tell that while we were playing the earlier sessions, um, we were less familiar with the flow. Um, and as we go, we, or as we go through the campaign in the later episodes, I think you'll notice that like things happen a little quicker. Um, we move scenes faster and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, as, as I, I don't know if we even mentioned this on Monday, but as as much as this show the paper dungeon is trying to emulate what it really is like to just play dungeons and dragons with your friends in your parents basement around a table like that kind of thing um which is what we did for a long time um, and i'm sure a lot of you can relate to um although we're emulating that as much as we can it's also a show like uh, you guys are watching it on twitch um, and we want to provide for you something that's interesting and something that's entertaining and it has depth and all that stuff. Um, and so when you have a finite amount of time, you it's it's really a learning experience for us, I think. As Grant would say, it has layers. It does have layers. So yeah, I felt like we as a cast grew in our ability to play and our ability to read um, each other, read the DM, um, figure out what's next and what we need to do with the time we have before it's over
4: Yeah, I think to add to that, it's just one of the things that I'm sure we all found challenging Is it's, the, it's basically the exact opposite as you guys normally play in the main campaign where we have very long episodes where you guys get to talk a lot and have those discussions and have that character interaction um, and so having six episodes that are each two hours long is not a lot of time for what you guys are used to playing and how you guys normally play. So, um, I think there is definitely, I agree. I think there is that struggle, um, for Still me, to get done. right? <laughs> Still same. Um, for me, I, one of the reasons why I love being the DM is cause I, I, um, I, I don't get into a character's headspace very easily. Um, and so for me, when I was making grant, I was trying to, uh, figure out a good balance of effort, while not putting too much effort into it kind of the same thing with drew where like i'm very very busy and i still had the main campaign to plan and stuff like that so it was a very give and take type thing for me where it was like i can i don't want to put so much time and effort into this that i'm not able to get the rest of my stuff done but i still want to put enough effort into this that it's still going to be a high quality production and everything like that um, which was kind of a finicky balance um so yeah when i was prepping that was kind of something that i was keeping in mind and then also trying to keep in mind that um, Grant was not something that I had overly figured out. Um, he wasn't some, it wasn't like with the main campaign where we had our characters figured out four months before we started and you guys had a lot of time to kind of really think through your characters. It was like, yo, we had like one day to make these characters and then we start recording um, and we didn't have a whole lot of time to think through a lot of stuff.
3: Um, and on the DM side of things, I think we literally, I think before the episode, the first episode i think it was like three days out or something when we were like hey do you want to record the first episode like this following month or like sunday or something and i think aaron had like three days to prepare for the first thing or something like that
0: over over those three days i slept for eight hours (laughs) i'm not even kidding i got there and then i we finished the thing i drove back to wayne like which is where i go to college and then i i slept the whole day i'm like it was bad um if there isn't anything else to cover uh we're gonna we're gonna hit some some speed questions as best we can we're running we have a a
1: couple more questions in the chat um the first one do you have any go-to sources to help uh for lore um
0: the cool. internet just yeah. Okay. um yeah let me tell you i i play a lot of play a lot of games read a lot of books um if you're looking for monster names google translate latin yep. uh, find some core yeah. stem gaelic. words gaelic that works yeah. great too uh yeah. celtic lore fascinating any any old myths and legends hit them hit them hard and then just take it and then just blow it out of the water with something crazy i don't even know that's that's what I would do.
2: Yeah. We'll just keep it concise. If oh, we were tips. all saying
7: it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I do wow. books, movies, TV shows, and sometimes I dream of weird things.
2: Yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, I I read a lot. I play a lot of video games. I just consume a ton of media, and you know, it, sooner or later, it all just kind of gets pulled together and barfed out as whatever your next obsession is and then you let your players suffer through that so yeah
6: um pinterest images songs and uh fantasy name generator
3: yep. yes. i agree <laughs> i compiled a lot of the lore uh that i i gave to aaron and he also did a lot of research google <laughs> that's literally it
4: <laughs> um for me, I try and think of the image that I have in my head and then just find whatever works for that and then kind of workshop that.
1: Awesome. Nice. Um, same person, Neolith222, uh, says, what was Hannah's initial impression, or sorry, perception of the Midwest? Ooh.
7: Ah. Ooh. Uh, I like it here.
4: Huh. Th- this is in the Midwest.
7: No, I'm saying, like, <laughs> like
4: in the case. <laughs> That—that's.
0: um
7: i don't know just a bunch of <laughs> well i have a lot of friends <laughs> that go to college with me in new york that are from the midwest okay. and so i hear a lot of stories from them and i get a lot of snapchat videos in like the summer of just like the cornfield i have a friend named savannah and she literally lives outside of one and she like I, she, I always asked her I was like do you like actually get lost sometimes and she was like I need someone with me at all times or I will not get back to it my it house real. It, 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 it all, looks, real. It it all looks, it. looks the same yeah, man. yeah. so, leave, like, so, so <laughs> I knew a few things from like friends but it was very interesting to me because I didn't live there I know, I know this isn't the Midwest
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, the one goat Two. is there a chance that you will do another campaign that takes place in the real world
0: I, you never know you never know
3: oh oh, oh lydia, lydia wants something.
6: something um i know it's hooked okay so um we kind of were kind of talking about this but i want to take a hand at dming but of course i need to feel confident and prepared and things like that but i want to do it here with them because i love them and so i'm generating ideas for it and I'm just going to say it, Aaron was a really big inspiration mm-hmm. for DMing. Um, both DJ and Aaron are really good DMs, so it's really awesome to get to watch them and get to kind of get like visual practice through them.
1: Well, if you do end up doing it in the real world, the chat says New York would be awesome, New and York. they would pay
0: to hear your Boston accent.
6: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: New York was already taken by another, another D&D stream, but we'll do it if you really want. <laughs> Um, and then uh, that was
1: actually the last of the questions but there was a couple more comments that just says Drew you have the most insightful answers my guy
3: <laughs> biggest
1: big biggest big brain
3: stuff on the stream tonight. Oh, oh yeah. It's it's hard, sure. to read, hard to read. Hard to read. Now I have one last question. This is kind of for everyone but mostly DJ and Aaron as co-owners of the Paper Dungeon brand. I'm afraid. Um <laughs> now yeah yeah we got one last one we got time it's not a long one but this was our first bout as a group as for a side side campaign and um there were a lot of things we learned through it so i want to ask you guys um like what are our plans uh for maybe other side shows that we do and what are you excited about when it comes to more material that we're going to be making together
4: um, well, we already have kind of done some other side content. One of the things that I was most excited for when we started brainwashing or brainwashing, <laughs> brainstorming other ideas was having one shots that were also in Nicomuris oh. that took place during the same time. Um you know, for Temper of the Moon, we did that. It's on a different continent, it's on the Moonshe Isles, um, and we got to have that going on. Um, so I'm really excited about stuff like that. Um Lydia and I have kind of talked about that. What's going on?
3: <laughs> you guys <laughs>
4: Well, yes, it is the cult, but shh. no, when we were brainstorming, um, uh, shh, I'm not brainwashing anyone. There's no hitting things behind exactly the cameras. That's exactly what he wants you
0: to think. Oops.
4: Um, so yeah, that was one of the things I was most excited for. Um, and then I would like to eventually to see all of you guys DM, except for you, Grant, you don't get to DM. Um, sure, no. but
3: <laughs> we'll do it someday and it'll be lots of fun. Um,
4: <laughs> But yeah, I liked all the sideshows. I know eventually we we'll want to have more.
3: Yeah, I know.
0: I, I, I mentioned um, I would I would love to do this again. Uh, and I know myself, I've had an idea in the works, and uh, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll just see how that goes. Um, I guarantee you will see additional other games. We might even play other RPGs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mentioned uh, The Yellow King. I love the setting. Uh, it's just a great time. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, look additional look content, forward to more content. Campaigns. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Stay watching. Invite your friends. Tell them about it. Uh, this will be going up on YouTube. So you can yes. say, hey, if you don't, if you yeah. don't like podcast. the main campaign, which why wouldn't you? We also yeah. have a podcast. We
7: hope in the near future that it will be on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Amazon Music.
0: Yep. So <laughs> if if your friends are like, mm, I don't know, main campaign, so much fantasy. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? Just, just show them around. Say, hey. You want to you wanna see Lydia be freaked out by a bunch of tongues? <laughs> <laughs> or like... <laughs>
2: kind of
0: a little bit, of, a little bit of, <laughs> kind of Yeah, a little, little the, of, sort of salt bed in. Container and container. can <laughs> watch someone turn to dirt. Hey-oh. Woo. I yeah. mean, emotionally and physically. Just a, dirt. Up, t- send them over. Things. Send them over our way. Keep paying attention. We'll be there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Lots but, of side content, yeah. Yeah, I think that is... Is that all we have for today, everybody? I think so. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for uh, stopping by. Yeah, thank you, Kenny, for hope- hosting us. Thank
1: you, Kenny. Th- thank you for allowing me to be here.
0: Yeah.
3: Cool. Yes. Yes.
0: We will uh, see you next time. I'm going to demonstrate something really quick. <clears throat> Good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> we'll see you next time, Dungeoneers.
1: Yes, uh, bye-bye. Yes.